0: Can you give us a broader explanation of who Alexei Navalny was and why he was so important to so many people?
1: Well, Jeff, as you said in the lead-up, he was a probably the most prominent uh, dissident and liberal opponent of Vladimir Putin's autocratic regime in Russia. He was a crusader against the corruption of Russian democracy and also against the profiteering that Putin and his cronies uh, engaged in, the uh, sort of rampant corruption that has made many Russians billionaires off the backs of, frankly, a really devastated country.
0: So obviously he was a prominent figure amidst the Putin regime. How did he wind up in prison?
1: Well, he wound up in prison uh, really kind of in a death by a 1000 cuts play, which is the uh, one which Vladimir Putin's regime is very fond, uh, he has been sort of charged with all manner of uh, taxation, public order, uh, and other types of, um, sort of statutes, which has then sort of culminated in him being charged under anti-terrorism statutes. Uh, so in 2021, he returned to Russia after recovering from uh, a bout of Novichok poisoning, a nerve agent that is only available uh, to the Russian government, uh, which they failed to kill him as they tried to then. So they put him in prison. I think confident that the utterly brutal conditions of the Russian prison system would ultimately lead him uh, uh, ultimately kill him.
0: We saw this week there's been a divide amongst Republicans among its stance on Russia, including right here in North Carolina, where senior Senator, uh, Senator Tom Tillis came out in support of the Ukrainian aid package. Junior U.S. Senator from North Carolina, Ted Budd, voted against that. There's been a widespread outcry throughout the day after the death of Navalny was officially released. Do you anticipate that his death will lead to a shift in how Republicans view Vladimir Putin?
1: Well, I certainly hope so, and I hope it leads more people to follow the example of Senator Tillis than Senator Budd, who uh, made the misguided choice to vote against this. But I genuinely worry that in a world where one of the most uh, prominent voices in the Republican Party today is Tucker Carlson, who has already justified the state's murder of Alexei Navalny as being just how leadership works, uh, which is, I think uh, a pretty cynical, to put it mildly, interpretation that there's a danger this might get swept under the rug. Hopefully, this uh, contributes to what already should have been pretty much a case of moral clarity that the Ukrainians are defending their freedom and their sovereignty in the face of a rapacious Russian regime which wants to oppress them.
0: How is this going to impact the Russian Ukraine war, if anything?
1: I think, concretely, it'll have very little effect. I hope that it will bolster the resolve of those who are providing weapons uh, to the Ukrainians to defend themselves with. Uh, But I think, really, what it's a symbol of is just how fragile the Russian state actually is. That it can't even let this one critic live. Uh, And, in fact, it needs to uh, murder him. And I think that's also pretty clearly evidenced by how they have dealt with opposition to the war, which is real, but is suppressed largely by threats of violence and, frankly, the threat that you'll end up like Alexei Navalny if you are too outspoken, too brave, uh, too virtuous, and instead that you should just play your role and go along with the, uh, the... the decisions of not really even the government, really just one man, Vladimir Putin.
0: And you brought up Tucker Carlson. The timing of this is interesting because he's been in Russia, I believe, for the past week. He conducted a high-profile interview with Vladimir Putin and recently said, I believe, just a few days ago, that in regards to the strong-arm leadership of Vladimir Putin, that Uh, sometimes leaders kill in order to rule. Uh, He actually did come out with a statement um, expressing remorse for the death of Navalny today, but in some senses, based on what Carlson has said in recent days, he's kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth now.
1: Well, at this point, I think it's very hard to know what Tucker Carlson believes, and the answer is probably only in the, the almighty dollar. Um, he went to Russia in order to do this interview with Vladimir Putin, but declined to really ask him any difficult questions. And when Vladimir Putin went on a 30 minute, deeply weird historical diatribe, uh, he didn't really even try to stop him. Um, you know, visits to Moscow grocery stores, mm-hmm. um, you know, singing the praises of the Moscow metro system, which, to be fair, is a fantastic subway system. <laughs> um, this is all, I think, just a cynical ploy to try to capture uh, the segment of the Republican Party, which appears to be uh, in the thrall of Donald Trump and uh increasingly, and I think deeply misguidedly, uh, isolationist in rejecting America's leadership role in
0: the world. Simon Miles is an expert on Russia from Duke University Sanford School of Public Policy. Simon, my apologies about your name earlier. I'm sorry about that, but it's always great insight that you give us when we do speak with you. Thank you for joining us here today.
1: Thank you, Jeff.